You're listening to a Sun Life podcast. We pray that you be blessed by the teaching of God's word. For more information, visit sunlife.org.au. Enjoy the sermon. Thank you. I would like to thank you all for coming to church today. And I want to thank as well the music team, the choir. Thank you so much. It was so beautiful. Alan, thank you so much. May God bless you. Hallelujah. Oh, that's my culture. <laughs> so I would like to thank you. I also want to thank my family that are here. They said, oh, Dad, we are going with you. So thank Susan, my wife, my beautiful wife. I have four children. Yeah. And three girls, one boy. Thank you. I have... Uh, my daughters who are here, daughters and sons, uh, Dakarai and Noko, can you wave your hands? Thank you, they are here with me. Wow. I would like to thank Pastor Bean, who is not here, but I think his spirit is here. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and the wife and the family for inviting me to be here. We happened to go to the same college with Pastor Bean at Trinity, but he was far ahead of me. I just started 2013, but I thank God that somebody who was from this church was also studying at the college, and he talked about Pastor Bean until I came to meet him. Amen. So uh, that's how we we came to be friends. So he invited me for coffee, and I came for coffee, and we started to talk from there until now. Amen. Oh, good. Um, when I received a message from him to come to preach here, I think uh, it was the beginning of this year, <laughs> I said, wow, okay, I'm coming. I didn't know that he would be not here. But I said, yes, I'll be coming. So I'm happy to be the morning preacher. Uh, the topic is very interesting. It's very powerful. It's very good. It's about the guidance of the Holy Spirit. He is our, our guider, our helper, our friend. So... Where's the scripture? Can you put the scripture for me? From uh, Galatians chapter 5. Number 16 to 26, I think. Thank you. So, thank you. Uh, maybe I may read from my Bible so that you can hear the scripture, but this is not a new Cambridge version. Thank you, Jesus. I'll read uh, Galatians chapter 5. 
it says from Numbers 16. So I say walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit that is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealous, fits of rage, selfish ambition, decisions, functions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who have belonged to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by, faith, by the Spirit, let us walk in step with the Spirit. Now, we are introduced to the book of Galatians. But when you check and read, you will find that Galatians was just a province in the uh, Asia Minor. Uh, so there were cities in that province. So it was not like a city. It was a region or a province with the towns like Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, and Deb. So those are the cities that were uh, part of Galatia. So Paul went there and he preached to the people and they believed to Christ. They loved Christ. They started to follow Christ. Paul preached uh, more about salvation by grace through faith. That was his message to them. And the people came to Christ. But after he left Galatia and went to other places, there are some people who also came and started to preach another gospel. In fact, they were saying Paul is preaching about faith, a grace through faith. He is like neutralizing the way we should worship God. We, we have to uh, also observe the law. On top of your faith, you have also to observe the law. You have to do some uh, other traditions, Jewish traditions, like being circumcised. So the church became confused. People started to be like stagnant. They didn't know what to do. They started to think twice. Can we continue with the way that Paul taught us? Or we can follow these new things that are coming. This is where the danger is. When people received Christ, it's not over. You have to walk the journey. That's where sometimes you meet troubles in the way, but there's something that we have to do. We have to stand 
in what you believed. If you shake in what you believed, then you have lost the journey of Christianity. The devil doesn't want to see you moving in the way that you know or in the way that you were taught. He wants you to go the other way. To compromise your faith. To compromise that which you received from Christ. But our salvation is not from the law. Our salvation is not from uh, circumcision or uh, any, any cultures, uh, 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 Jewish cultures. But it's all about Christ crucified. He loved us. He died for us. That's grace. We were, we were sinners. What the Bible says, where we we're still sinners, he died for us. Now, if you check, you will find, if you become a, 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 a child of God, there is an inward fighting that happens. We are in our body, and we have the Spirit of God in us. But the Spirit of God dwells in us, in our body. That's why the Bible says, keep your body holy. Because that's where the Spirit of God lives. So he's speaking of the indwelling spirit. But there's a fight when you become a Christ. The flesh will be pulling the other side. The Spirit leading you the other side. Every person, I think you... You could tell me uh, the flesh is on its own desires, even though you are a Christian. But the flesh is its own desires because that's the Adamic nature. That's how we're made. But one thing that you have to do, you have to win the battle. I call it a tug of war. When you're in a tug of war, there are people who are really powerful, the other side and other team powerful, but they are trying to pull each other. Amen. But uh, one thing that I know in that tag of war, the powerful team will win. And in this scenario, the Christ team always win. And I believe we all belong to the Christ team. And we have the spirit of God in us. We cannot do it by our own. We can only win through the Holy Spirit. He is in us to help us. He is in us so that we can win this battle. There is a fighting. Even Paul, in Romans chapter 4, uh, verse uh, uh, 14, he says, All reached men that I am, for I who will deliver me from this board of death? He is saying, I know the good things that I have to do. But when I try to do the good things, the bad things also appear. I want to give to the Lord. But the other spirit is saying, why giving? You are wasting your money. It is, oh, I think it's a good idea. Surely I have to invest in something else than invest in the church. But the spirit of God is saying to you, it's good for you to support the work of ministry. One thing that you have to do, you have to win the battle. 
In other words, you have to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. If we, follow, if we fail to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we will not win. So Paul says uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians 9.27, But I discipline my body, bring it into subjection. Least when I have preached to others, I may I myself should become disqualified. He's saying, uh, I know I have this battle in me as well. I struggle, even though he was powerful. But Paul is saying, I also struggle. I have to fight, even though I am an apostle. But these things also happen to me. They happen to everyone. They happen to the pastor. They happen to the elders. But what should I do? I have to discipline my body. I have to tell my body, you are under the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. I have to tell, to do things that are opposite the flesh. If the flesh is trying to... to Take me this side. I would go the side of the Holy Spirit. I would say no. So he would discipline his body. Maybe by fasting. Maybe by going to church every time. Going to prayers. Joining the prayer band. Coming here to pray. Singing in the, in the choir. Doing the things of God. Even though uh, my body is saying, oh no. Why can't you go and enjoy life somewhere? Why can't you do A, B, C, D? Uh, uh, or do all those uh, works, uh, works of the flesh. But I will discipline it to do the good things. If you read this well, uh, first, uh, second Corinthians chapter 10, 3 to 5. There were people who were talking uh, to Paul and trying to disqualify him and say, well, he's not a man of God, and so forth. But he says to them, even though I look like you, even though I go to the shops that you go, but I, I, one thing that I'm different with you, my way of doing things is different from your way. My way of fighting is different from you. You think maybe I'll fight with, uh, with my hands. But I'm not going to fight you with my hands. He's saying our means of fighting is not carnal. But there are might in God. There are might in God to pull down every stronghold. So Paul admits that we are still in the world. We are still in the board. But we fight in a different way. We fight uh, with the spirit of God in us. We use the supernatural power that are mighty in God. They pull down stronghold, cast down arguments. So if you, if you are a child of God, the spirit that dwells in you is there to fight your way. It's not about you. It's about the spirit in you. As long as you have the spirit of God, that spirit is powerful. It's an instrument of mass destruction. It can destroy arguments. 
It can destroy whatever the body desires to do. You can say no. But if you don't have the spirit of God in you, it's hard to say no to sin. You always fall into sin. Because there is nothing that can help you. He speaks also that the spirit of God will bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought, sometimes you think in a, in a, in a very bad way. You think other things. But the spirit of God in you will put every thought into obedience of Christ. Whatever the devil tries to do to you, you are a victor because of the spirit of God in you. Our means of fighting is not carnal, it's supernatural. You know, when you have the spirit of God, we have authority. You speak with authority. We speak with authority against sickness, against spirits, against things that can even happen in your life, against anger. You say, I don't, anger, you have no legal right in my body. Because I have the spirit of God in me. You speak. Because faith is also in speaking. If you don't speak things, they don't happen. Because if you have faith in you, you speak. So the Bible is saying, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because the church has been going through a lot and they were like now standing in one place, not moving. Because there's one time when Paul is saying, you were running, who stopped you? You ran well, who hindered you? Who stopped you from running? Who persuaded you to do the wrong things? So the answer is, Paul is saying, I say to you, but I say to you, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. In other words, the church were going or walking in the flesh way. They were the other way. Maybe uh, they were following uh, maybe the, 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 uh, the teachings of the legalists or the Judaizers who were, who were in the church. They were fo falling down from the grace, taken away from grace and following the teachings of the law. But Paul is saying, I say to you, if you walk in the spirit, remain in the spirit, you will never desire, you never do the desires of the flesh. You will never f follow the, the, uh, the demands of the flesh. John chapter 14, says, and I will pray the Father, 
and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Paul is saying, if you remain and walk and abide in the spirit, you will never desire, you will never do the desires of the flesh, but you will do the desires of the spirit. You will be obedient to the spirit. So if the spirit of God is not in you, then it's very easy to fall. It's very easy to do the desires of the flesh. Why is it important to Jesus to talk to the Father, to bring the helper? Because he knew we cannot continue with this journey unless we have the Spirit. And he's saying, of the same kind, someone like me is coming. The helper is coming. The comforter is coming. So we have a friend of the way who is the Holy Spirit. He will walk with us. He will help us in our day-to-day life. In our prayer life. Sometimes we don't pray the way we want to pray. But when we have the Spirit of God, He will help us in our prayers. We have to be obedient to the Spirit of God. What is the Spirit of God saying to you? Uh, There's one time when Paul went to the same place in Galatia. Uh, and he, was, he wanted to preach there. Uh, chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. 6. He went there. He wanted to preach. The Bible says, Now when they had gone through uh, Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by this Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Tros. All these places, they wanted to preach, but they had to listen to the Spirit of God. Very obedient. You don't need to preach here. Ah, I didn't know that the Spirit of God can stop you from preaching. I thought you, when you feel like preaching, preach. When you are given a chance to preach, preach. But there are times when you are given, you think you can preach in the spirit of God. Oh, shh, not here. So don't preach everywhere. You have to listen to the, what the spirit of God is saying. So he did not preach. He listened. He was very obedient. He did not say, no, it's good to preach. I have to preach. I have to preach. But he said, no. I can't preach to you. The Spirit of God is saying no. He tried another place. The Spirit said no, not here. But when they got to trust, he slept by night. God came in a vision. They say, and they saw a man waving. They say, Paul, come over here to Macedonia and help us. A man was waving. Guys, come here. Come and help us. Then when they woke up in the morning, Paul says, oh yeah, this is God. We, let's go to Macedonia and preach. So they went there. Surely there were people in Macedonia to be preached to. And things of God happened. The city was under demons. 
But when he got there and he preached, people were saved. Of course, there was rioters, there was riot, there was disorder, and the magistrates were there as well. People were shouting, but still the city was saved. Why obedience to the Spirit of God? My last point is an encouragement to the church today. Keep on burning. If you want to win and to be victorious in this journey, keep on burning as a child of God. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit continue to burn in our hearts, in our life. Let us be zealous for the things of God. Every day coming, when we are, uh, if, we are, if we are to come to church, let's come to church. Let's worship him. Let's love him with fire. Keep the fire burning. I was just checking and then I realized uh, in the book of Leviticus, Chapter 613, you find out that in the, in, in the tabernacle, there was fire in there, in the tabernacle. And this fire was supposed to burn continually. Because if you check chapter 6, uh, uh, chapter 5, uh, uh, Verse number 16, in the last uh, verse, uh, I think it's verse number 25, they all speak about walking in the Spirit of God, which means it's a continuous journey in the Spirit. So in Leviticus, the Bible is saying, a fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. Every day. Even if the priest finishes preaching or doing whatever he's doing or interceding in the temple, he was not supposed to, uh, to extinguish or uh, put off the fire. But it was supposed to continue burning. Why burning in the temple continuously? If it was electricity, we cannot, when we are going home, we switch off everything here. Yeah? To save money. But that one was supposed to be on and on. There was no saving. Leave it like that. Light every time. Do I have people in the church? Light every time. This is what is supposed to happen with your, with your heart. You should continue to burn. Continue. From the day that you say, I love you, Jesus. To the day that you will meet him. That fire should continue to burn in your heart. If your heart is very cold, something wrong with you. You come to church, they sing, they dance, and you, you are saying, are they really enjoying? I go, yes, as a culture. But inside me, I don't have that. But if I go to the pub, I feel like, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel yes. But when I go to church, I say, what are they really enjoying? You know, the joy of worshiping God is coming from the spirit of God that dwells in us.
Because we are talking of the indwelling spirit. So the fire was supposed to burn through and through. You come to the service, there's fire. And when you come tomorrow, fire. That same fire. But you find the, the sons of Aaron, the, of the high priest. One day, because they were serving and they are used to the culture of seeing the fire. And they think maybe they can bring a better fire. So they took, they put off that one. And he brought a strange fire. You know what happened? Death happened. They all died before God. Why are they dying? You know, taking away fire in the temple is like taking away God. If you lose the Holy Spirit in you, you've fallen from grace. No heaven. In other words, all the works of the flesh that the Bible is talking start to happen in you. But when you continue in the spirit, then you find you enjoy and you have fruit, the fruit of, of the spirit. Because you are growing, you end up having that fruit of the spirit, the character of Christ in you. It's easy to love people. It's easy to fellowship. I'm about to finish. If my time is, you just say, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> because I don't want to. So they died in the presence of, God, of the Lord because they wanted to bring, they brought new, another fire, which is not the fire of God. If you read Galatians chapter 3, verse 5, it speaks about uh, the supply of the Spirit. It's a continuous supply of the Spirit to the church. Paul is saying, uh, you, you, you received Christ and he continue to supply the Spirit of God in you. Continue to help you through and through. It's a continuous walk with Christ. A continuous supply is there for you to help you through and through. But when you go the other side, then you are not going to make it. But this is a continuous supply. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of, but, or by the hearing of faith? So he's saying he continues to supply and doing miracles in you. But when you turn to the law, you will never enjoy. Are you here with me? Say continuous supply. The last verse that I want to speak about is uh, first, uh, first Thessalonians chapter, chapter 5, verse 19. It says, do not quench the fire. Do not quench the fire. Let the fire in you continue to burn. The fire of worship, the fire of praise, the fire of giving. Pray without ceasing. Love God every day. When you meet, continue to worship God. He is a good God. He will never let you down because he's there with you until you get there. Let the fire continue to burn in this church, in your heart, wherever you are, in your marriage. Let it happen. And the Lord is with you. In Jesus' name. Thank you.